Welcome back to the Audacity Podcast. I am Janae, your host, and I'm sitting here with Alex, your co-host. And today's episode is going to talk about that pesky B word. No, not that one. Branding. Grab your tea, take a seat, and get ready to embrace and learn from our audacity. But before we get into this week's episode, Alex is going to start by sharing her audacious moment of the week. <laughs> There's so many right now that it's really overwhelming. Yeah, this is a stressful time Being <laughs> alive is audacious <laughs> at the moment. But <laughs> Preach. Um, I think mine would be just the audacity of people to like back out of commitments and make That's like literally a pet peeve of mine. Yeah, at the last minute. It really... It really drives me crazy because not only am I like the most type A planner, <laughs> like not only have I been planning this for a zillion years, like I, uh, last minute. How do last you minute. do? How do you live your life last minute? Like I can't. I, like, I love how Alex is like type A. I'm just like yeah. My trauma makes me like a very commitment <laughs> commitment oriented just, person. <laughs> She's like I'm just type A. You it's know, just my personality. I just type. like order, okay, and like don't disrupt my order or the order that I have planned because I planned it and I don't want you to. Well, and it's like it. stuff of it's to me. It's backing out of the commitment. Like yes. at such a short short time yes because i'm like how dare you there is like things to make up for then how dare you add to my stress yes you crazy person 100 that's exactly what it is it's It's like i have had this under control for a very long time (laughs) but you have chosen to disrupt it i know which is not your place which feels like betrayal so now i have to not only fight you (laughs) but also fix the situation which isn't fair i shouldn't have to do both i should only have to fight you that's like literally but i also have to put out your fire which is fucking rude it's so Rude. So basically, short and sweet. Short and sweet. Just don't cross me. That's where I'm at. (laughs) She'll be better in about two weeks, (laughs) y'all. It's true, honestly. She'll be better in about two weeks. Once July's over, I'll be so much nicer. Cancer season is hard. (laughs) She's she's okay. She's she's okay. Just don't cross her. Uh, What the heck is my audacious moment this week? Um, uh, Like you said, there's just there's just so many. Uh huh. I would say one of the funniest, like, I feel like just audacious moments that I feel like I've had is, like, I've been working with Ethan as his, like, silent creative director, aka <laughs> creative killer, let's be honest. And I feel like we have been in this process of these brand revisions for the longest <laughs> Time. Um, I'm not a part of it, but I also feel like you've been doing it for a very long time. And I am like, I am like, I wrote the world's sassiest email because I'm like, as a person who does branding, you guys are taking too long. You're not prioritizing this client. I'm like, I literally was like, okay, so like, why are we working on like pesky little details of one skew when we have three motherfucking skews that we haven't even seen? I'm like, why are we doing the pesky details? I literally was like, we're not doing pesky details. We need to see everything full picture and then we will go in and we will do the pesky details once I see everything in full big picture. I'm like, it was like literally one little email. I'm like, oh, you want this change? I was like, you guys are fucked up. Like, you're killing me. You're <laughs> killing me. Moral of the story like, is. I. This is not even my company. Yeah. Either one of them. Do not back out of commitment <laughs> and we don't have time for this. And that's, that's it. It's like, I'm going to say it day. could have been an email, but I'm like, we don't have time for yeah. you to just be, uh, Hold up your me. end of the bargain and also. I Pretty much hold up, hold up your other end of <laughs> yes. the bargain. Like do what you 
What? Stop slacking. It just seems like people it. don't want to work anymore. <laughs> Stop! Nobody wants Stop. to work. I am cutting you off. <laughs> I'd like to formally apologize for quoting Kim Kardashian just now. I That's off brand for me. I'm sorry. <laughs> you are forgiven because it was so perfectly. TikTok ruined me. <laughs> it was so yeah. perfectly placed. I'm Thank not you. even mad about it. Thank you. But speaking about things being on brand, off brand, perfectly placed, this episode is about the B word. It's about branding. And to me, I wanted to make this episode kind of about how I feel branding has evolved and changed since I started in 2016 and since I fell in love with it in like 2014 uh, and what it means now as I'm like kind of taking this almost like overarching bird's eye view mm-hmm. to watching people decide mm-hmm. what branding is. Not gener- I generally think people are confused. Yeah, well, I think, yes. <laughs> uh, yeah. I yeah. think that a lot of it too is like my first thought about it is like the importance of branding and all that. And like my interest in it is kind of dips a little bit into like the psychological aspects where it's like with large corporate entities and like yeah. the way that like certain places lay out their stores and like target doesn't play music. So you spend a lot of time in there, like all those little details which, the psychology like, of are it. very, the, yeah, the strategy side are interesting. And I think that people, those are things that people can go without noticing. They don't like know that unless they actually have some kind of like deeply rooted interest in branding and marketing like we do, but <laughs> normal people don't know facts, like fun facts like that. And you know, they don't realize that, Honestly, that they're being marketed too, all the time. All the time. Especially by larger companies that, you know, are doing things more subtly and more frequently and all that good stuff. But I think on a smaller scale, when it's local or just small business in general, people know they're being marketed to. Like, and I guess that's a question though. Like marketing, branding. I think some people try to separate them, but if you look up the definition of branding, it says the promotion of a particular product or company by means of advertising and distinctive design. Interesting. Interesting, because I have seen people try to break them up into two very separate things, and I just think that's because branding can be so big if you don't break it up into smaller pieces. So like you said, you have the psychology side that falls under the strategy. Mm -hmm. Then you have the design that obviously falls under the visual communication, but not advertising (laughs) just yet. But then you actually have the advertising side. Well, I'd be curious too to see if like the aspects of like how you go about doing these things in a traditional career path where like you go to school for said interest. Like, I don't know. If I don't like think a, you can major in branding. branding. I don't. I, I mean, like, again, maybe at art school or something, but it's like, it's been a while. <laughs> yeah, but like, I'm not, I don't, I don't since, know anyone who has. It's been a while since I have looked I mean, I've up never seen, a degree program, but I don't think you can, like, I've never seen anyone on the thing. internet been like, oh, yeah, I got my degree in branding. Right. So, my, so here's, I think that's a very interesting But you can get a degree in advertising. That leads to. Sales. Right, so you can get a degree in graphic design, which I guess leads to branding. You can get a degree in advertising or marketing that leads to branding, but there's nothing technically that's branding-centered. Yes, and I think that that's the problem, is that each of those things can't success be successful without the other things. Like, exactly. I have a marketing degree, but I can't make a logo. I don't have that graphic design talent. 
like that's a different degree that I don't have. So, so of, it's yeah, definitely one of the reasons why I fell in love with branding was because the psychological strategy aspect that came in marketing and building a business. Because it all boils down to what your brand is. Mm-hmm. And that's what I was like, oh, this is, I've always been creative. Like a girl can paint, sketch, do whatever. I'm like, that, that was all, that was the easy part. Yeah. <laughs> but the part where like you are connecting with individual people in a mass, right? Yeah. As a mass, you're connecting with them through your brand was the thing that I was like, holy fuck, I love this. Like, this is everything. It's like a puzzle that needs to be solved for each individual business. I think Loved there's it. people that go the opposite way too. Because like I personally could say like I'm a creative person. I can I can paint, but should I? Probably not. Like it's not very good. Like I'm not painting anything impressive. But like <laughs> it's okay. Am if I you're crafty? Just doing a, yeah. a sticks. Like a stick person. <laughs> yeah, like, there's a different. Like am I crafty 100% mm-hmm. and creative in that aspect, but not necessarily like I don't know, good at design specifically, and I think that that might be where people get a little tripped up too. Mm-hmm. It's like with the availability of everything and the easiness of things like, you know, cough, 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 Canva. You cough, can kind cough, of just Canva. like. I love you, Canva, but cough, well, cough. Well, 100% I do. No, I mean, <laughs> as someone who cannot do those things, I love Canva. But as someone who can do those things, I still very much love Canva. <laughs> I, I would not use it for someone's brand. <laughs> no. Well, that's. Please don't get me started that's on the Canva so brand. Saying. Like, Please don't. But that's kind of part of it. Like, people don't have that level of experience with, like, either a graphic design degree or mm-hmm. even just, like, graphic design experience and knowledge that they find the easier ways to do those parts of it mm-hmm. and then focus on the part that they might understand. But I feel like you truly need to fully understand all of it to do it well. To do it well. Right. So I guess here, here I remember... I remember. I literally had my dick again. It was your work cohort. Sure is. Everything is my fault. <laughs> Everything. Not hand your hand fault. But I, you like sparked it with the Canva brand. So now I remember someone had decided, I think it was literally your year. Someone decided that they wanted to sell Canva templates as their own templates and charge this ridiculous mm-hmm. amount mm-hmm. as their own templates. And I, I kind of feel like that 2018, 2019 realm is kind of where shit kind of started to go like downhill i was gonna say i think it started then but it's worse like it's, it's grown since it's then. grown so much and i think that's where like people used to think like i think people really used to be like okay like investing in a brand is an investment it's an investment that i have to find an expert for i need to find a brand expert i need to like hash that out uh to see like what that means for my business like i I need somebody who knows the strategy. I need somebody who knows, even if they don't necessarily do the promotional aspect of it, they know how it can relate to my promotional goals down the road. I don't think that is what it is anymore. I think it's like, can you design a logo? Well, I think even though, I think, I don't know. I think people still think like that and they know that they need all of the value from the whole situation and the whole process. But I think the problem is people are getting really good at faking it till they make it and they seem like they can do the whole thing but really they might just be good at the logo or they might just be good at the strategy. And right. They do the other things on the fly. Right. right. Whatever resources. I mean, have. like I am definitely like, I am a person, like I said, I know my limitations. I know yeah. that like, technically speaking, branding needs an, an excellent brand story. I love writing. I hate writing for other people. So I hire a copywriter yeah. and I tell her, here are our goals. Here's the patterns that I've seen through my strategy sessions with them. But I'm not going to write it because, yeah. again, 
one, that's a whole different thing. There's different types of writing for different types of brands and all that jazz. I just think that because we have access, or like I said, it's an easy, easy to enter market, that people enter, mm-hmm. and maybe they're a little bit more charismatic on the internet. Mm-hmm. They start spewing these different, edu- feeling like they're educating. Yes. But it's not actually coming from a true place of education. So it's confusing people as to what branding is. And like to tell people that they don't need a brand. Or I think one of the most ridiculous fucking things I heard was you don't need a concrete brand. You can change your brand as many other times as you want. I go that literally is the antithesis of what a brand is. Because you don't have brand recognition if your brand is constantly changing. Or I think it's this, to me, it's this plague of. You are your brand, so you don't need a brand that is rocking my world currently because I'm like, okay, well, yeah, you are maybe the person behind the camera. You're the person who is spearheading this brand, even if that brand technically is you. Yes. You still need cohesive messaging in order to connect with your audience, in order to sell whatever the hell you're selling, even if it is a personal brand. I think there's an aspect of like having experts and what qualifies you as an expert or like what people know to expect. I don't think it's anyone's fault that they go to people who are not necessarily an expert in said field. I guess so, yeah. Because I don't know that they know fully. Like if you're someone who knows that you need a full set of the brand, you're pretty in tune with that, but you also like don't, if you knew how to do it, you'd do it yourself. So like when you find someone who claims to be an expert or presents as though they're an expert and you find them and you connect with them and you start working with them, they can kind of just do whatever and you're not going to know any better. Like, until you have paid for an experience, right? Yeah, and, because, and I think like that's the bad part. In until the past, have paid for the experience, you don't know if it's a good experience or not. Yeah, and like we said in the past, it's like you essentially can't just you're going blind. Like you're just guessing. Like, oh, yeah. this person's gonna give me what I need, and you know, I and even when it's over, you don't really know if that's what you needed until maybe it stops working for you and whatever. But. You don't, I mean, with this industry, we talked about this, you, you're starting with either someone who does not have an existing brand, they're brand new, mm-hmm. and they don't have anything branding them currently, or it's a rebrand. And like, in the sense of a rebrand, I think you might have a little bit more experience because you obviously have an existing brand. Yeah. So you might You kind of know what to expect. It's got to be better than that, at least. Like, yeah. you know, you have to know so that, that it's an upgrade, but at Expectations the at the same time. Expectations and education. I think we yeah. lost the branding education side that mm-hmm. used to be so present when I started auditing company like brand designers were really educating their potential clients about like what the process was I kind of think that we've lost that where people are like yeah just just come on over you know I got you I yeah. got you and they don't really explain anything yeah. anymore and they're just like you need it I got well, you people don't know to ask questions they're exactly just coming into this blind and if they again if they knew what they were doing they would just do it themselves and that's a big part of it I think that also comes from like the saturation of all of the industries and how you know we're very much pushing the quit your day job follow your dreams yeah um vibe right now and i think people are doing it which is like good for them but also they're very unclear on how to do that well the whole entrepreneur yeah. journey and how to navigate that the right way and part of that i think is getting tricked by people who pretend like they know what they're doing and they don't and they sell mm-hmm. you false services or whatever it is yeah i think <laughs> There was a few years ago and someone launched an entire like online membership, mm-hmm. but it was like a whole ass scam because like none of the cohorts in her membership was uh, complete and she made millions of dollars and just like 
fumbled the ball and this is kind of if like I was to use like an analogy mm-hmm. this is kind of where I would come from like fumbling the ball I feel like there are a lot of people especially the COVID area where everyone was like I need to find something to do I need to make money um but it also was an uptick in entrepreneurship in general um where people were launching a lot of things so we were branding people I'm not going to name them experts I'm yeah. not doing that branding people came in and said I have you I can do xyz blah 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 they got a lot of traction or when we say quick growth and I think then they're like, oh, I totally got this. I can continue to do this. Mm-hmm. In any other circumstance of our economy, they would have been fielded out within a year. Yeah. They would have gone right on back to their day job. They yeah. It's, fielded out. It's prime time for pretending like you know how to do it. It is prime. Our economy right now is set up for prime time pretending. That's what it is. It's like, mm-hmm. yeah, I can. <laughs> do I not play basketball? No. I can make it work. Yeah, <laughs> I can pretend like I do. Can I fake it till I make it? Listen, fake it you make it is, is valid. Like, I, mean, I used to be a hell Almost of a... everybody does that, but there's a level of like, whether or not you're being honest with the people that are hiring you for said service about exactly. whether or not you're faking, like what parts of it you're faking. You don't have to be perfect. No. No one's perfect to start, especially. like. I mean, no, I think my entire philosophy was when I started was I faked to like make, I had a fake portfolio. Of course. I had a fake portfolio, but I also literally let people know. I was like, this was created for fun. Yes. This is not an actual client. It was created for fun. The people will hire me because of the design style. Yeah. And I just happened to love the strategy, experience, dedication side of like working with an actual business. Because I think that that is um, half of the current battle with branding, or at least, like I said, watching it from a bird's eye view of like not interacting with a lot of clients at this point but I'm watching people decide that they are going from xyz to branding expert or brand designer and watching them interact with their clients and watching some of the things that they're saying and I'm like that's not how when I started that's not how I went about it I'm like I want your business to grow Mm -hmm. your brand is just an extension of your business goals so we need to really align there needs to be a certain level of alignment that we're working together with how you want to grow. And if the brand that I'm creating supports your growth goals, if they don't support your growth goals, then we're doing something wrong. Yeah. Do something wrong. Yeah. And it's like a matter too of having like this whole creative industry mindset where almost like all of your, everyone's hobbies are now their <laughs> income source. <laughs> Yeah, and we're it's like, that not every hobby needs to be. <laughs> yeah, that doesn't need to be the case. And also, like, stop doing that. <laughs> Please. Every hobby but, does not need to turn into a business. Yeah, no. <laughs> and it's, I think it's interesting because I, I don't think people s- still understand. I think we've had growth and everything and it's all great, but I still don't think people have understood the creative industry. I don't think people get it. And even people who are in it don't get it. And it's a matter of, like, I guess so. I, I guess so. I think but it's I also think become more understood, but at the same time, people still think it's easier than other jobs because they're willing to just pick up and do it as an entrepreneur. Like, right. no one's like, I'm going to become an entrepreneur, like, I don't know, accountant. Like, <laughs> people can start well, accounting because, businesses during COVID or like, That's because I don't you know. need to be an accountant I, to... That's what I'm saying. Like, you need... But like we just said, and there's no such thing as a branding degree. <laughs> Exactly. That's what I'm saying. Like, there's no credentials that need to be presented for this. So people are like, well, shit, that's easy. I don't have to prove that I can do it. That I, That's a very good way to put it. That is, like, the perfect analogy I have ever heard. Yeah. You can't just like, go no one's be... Just, 
and there's I, a lot of businesses you could start yourself. Like you could start a dentistry if you want, but like no one's doing that. Like you're not just unless you so you need, gone to you need the expertise. <laughs> no one's letting you touch their teeth. Like yeah, you literally need the expertise, but right? I think that's the what creative it is. field. Like people people value it more than they used to, and I think that that's important. And I'm not saying there hasn't been growth, but I still think that people take advantage of the creative industry because. Of different but creative I, fields because and I think that that's the craziest easier. thing to me is is people taking advantage of it but it's not even from a consumer standpoint right it's not oh, consumers yeah, taking advantage of it it is the people who have decided to create businesses in the creative industry yes. taking advantage of the creative they're industry. taking advantage of the growth that we've seen right so it's like kind of when I see people like come yeah. it's because it makes money now right it's because we had this growth where mm-hmm. consumers are like, oh, you should be paid what you're worth. This actually has tremendous value. And like, like that is the growth I think we've experienced. I one of the things. But now we're there and people are like, well, that's where the money is. <laughs> one of the it. things that like I have always like said is, at least when I started, right? And I would, I started and I was like, I would never coach a business mm-hmm. because I have not been in business long enough to provide support in the coaching realm. I said that to you guys. Millions of time. And you don't have the education for it. Right? Over time, you might gain the experience of it. but Right. And I'm like, and I get the degree unless you go to school for it. It's like, so I was like, so I was like, I, I was like, oh, I would never be a business coach, even though like I very well can be a business coach. <laughs> I was like, I never would at the beginning because I was like, I don't have enough experience to say that I've gone through XYZ or I've overcome XYZ mm-hmm. or I've worked with this amount of people or this magnitude of a business to then say like, I, I can give you my expertise on that because I have yeah. the expertise. I'll go now, maybe now, now, maybe now we'll say what we're six years in at this point or some shit like that. Yeah. So now maybe, yes, I would coach. It's even more like as a hypothetical. I feel like there's a fine line between mentoring and coaching. Yeah. <laughs> And like, I lean mentoring. <laughs> yeah, like there's I, a difference. I probably will always lean mentoring, but what my point is is that I have seen people who who are in business for a year who have who or who have decided to like do these try to make serial entrepreneurial being a serial entrepreneurial cool, but I'm like you can't really be a serial entrepreneur unless you have sold that company that you have decided is yeah. no longer a thing. You just move on to the next project. And right, the you can't just decide that it's. I don't want to own this business anymore. Yeah, so I'm kind of like a business it. And I've seen people, I've seen businesses, I've seen business owners do this. I've seen business owners come and say, I've been in business for a year. I want to coach other businesses. And I'm like, with what expertise? Yeah. I don't, I don't get that. Like, how are you going to decide that you're going to coach other creatives in because, your industry? Because no one needs to see your degree hanging on the wall to trust you. I'm like, even if they technically had a degree, because I've seen people who have like technically an art degree. I'm like, what has classified you to go teach other people? It's like yeah. you just pass on your bad knowledge. Yeah. Well, and that's the thing too. <laughs> Again, with a dentist, they're like, yeah, they have a degree, but they also have done it before. Like <laughs> right. they didn't just like take a test and then now they're going to pull out your teeth. Well, like, it's like, it's, yeah, it's like, so I guess the creative industry doesn't have too. boards, right? It doesn't yeah. have a residency, right? You don't have to do a creative residency before you decide you can go offer your services to people. And I just, I find it just to be so inter- interesting because it's the dilution. Yeah. It's the dilution of branding. That's really what it is. And because we are in this fast-paced consumer consumption, you know, like where we are consuming so much content, I feel like people aren't really double-checking their sources anymore. Mm-hmm. Like once upon a time, we kind of would double-check and we'd be like, is this true? Now, if you kind of see it on TikTok, people just take it like, that's it. That's yeah. true. And there's no double-checking of our work. Sorry to go back to high school, but there's no, no double-checking right. of our work like I I have 
turn clients down because I say I'm not the right fit for you. Like mm-hmm. you don't quite understand what branding is. And I've had people say, I'm kind of like, I've had to explain like branding is not PR. Yeah. It's not like, I know a lot of excellent PR people that I can send you to branding is not PR. So I am not for you. Although I was very, I'm very excited for the growth of your brand, but you came to the wrong person yeah. and I don't have an issue saying that. Other people have an issue saying, not my expertise. Well, because you're turning away business, you're turning away money. Yeah, but I'm like, you're also leading people down the wrong path. So if we can just have some fucking common sense and good... Yeah, but... I'm like, come not on. Not everyone's that gracious. I mean, it's not a matter of... it's Yeah. It's just easier to get here, I think, now. And like, it's, so e- it's so easy. I'm like, come on. What does it require to file for an LLC? Fifty dollars and you're online. Five minutes. It's a Done five it. minute ordeal. <laughs> so easy. Fifty dollars later, and you have a business. What is required to create a website? Easy Nothing. peasy. Nothing. You don't have to reach out to anyone. Mm-hmm. You go on whatever web hosting platform. You build it. You pay for it. Yep. Done. You don't, don't even have to pay for it. I, if some, you're not ready. Right. For Sometimes you don't even free. have to pay for it. You don't get a domain. Okay. But it's free. What can you do for a logo? You can go on Canva, which is the birth of the Canva brands. Like. You and I can spot a Canva brand. Yeah. I can spot what's done on Canva with an eagle eye. Easy. Canva's free. Yeah. Easy peasy. What is it required to be, have a business account? Absolutely nothing. An email. A Facebook page. It's a, literally a Facebook page. <laughs> an email and a Facebook page. they want you on Facebook. <laughs> I'm like, it is, it is literally these steps. I'm like sure if we got a veteran business owner in here, like my... um. The internship I did in high school, like he had worked with so many businesses. He, he was probably like, it's just so easy it to is. start. It's so Which, easy. Which like, is and at one point a good thing because like, of course, as someone who's a quote unquote business in high school, I was like, I can't pay for shit. Mm-hmm. So it was nice to have free things. <laughs> like hundred percent. It was great when until I, I could afford like a website domain and things like that. And that's, you know, it's, it's good that it's easy enough for people who need that assistance. Mm-hmm. But for people who are just diving in because it's easy, not... Not because they actually like... Because, because they actually care about what they're doing. Right. For example, when I started in 2016, I was working as a homeschool teacher, mm-hmm. you know, and I loved that things were easily accessible, but I was like unpacking my office and I am a sentimental hoe, so I keep things. <laughs> and I literally have like all of the photos back from 2016 with... It's like packed full of research and information like before I launched and how I was going to do it and what I felt my services should be and like how I wanted to offer it and how I wanted my clients to go through the experience. Like it is files like they are thick. It's like I'm glad that people feel empowered to follow their dreams, of course, but like you need to also be scared. If you're not scared, you're not doing it, right? Like, you're not thinking about it. Well, if you're not, I'm feeling like if you're not scared, you're low-key kind of scamming, in my yeah. opinion. You need to be... Because I kind of... I think it's it's like the the fire festival. I'm like, you know yeah. what you get you walking people yeah. into. You know. Just because, like, you <laughs> feel confident in chasing your dreams doesn't mean you can't be cautious at the same time. Mm-hmm. And you should be cautious. Like, and I feel like even as, like, obviously, and just, like... In, in regards to branding, like just because you can create a very pretty brand for yourself Doesn't because you're kind of doing it for fun uh-huh, does not mean that you can manage the client expectations that they want when you're designing for other people. And I think that that is like dilution of where we are in the branding space in which yeah. 
kind of makes it like you said it makes it feel makes me feel unwelcome because i'm like i'm very genuine about it like I and want i'm to create, sure you're not the only person who feels like that i want to create really great work and then you have people when i have clients come to me and they say some dumb ass shit <laughs> because they heard it from some dumb ass person <laughs> on the internet who's not been doing it as long as i i'm like i don't know who told you that but this is this is how the process works and, and i think that's a big part of it is like there are there are people like you who have been here for a minute and they're not brand new to this and they're not part of this like insurgence of people deciding to do this for a living and they're probably just as sick of the shit as you are because probably they are here to make quality brands and now they're just being clouded by all of these people who do it for cheaper and do more of them and do them poorly and yeah, yeah. and don't really care about what them the out client, quickly what the client outcome is and I think. One of, I would say probably the most interesting thing for me in regards to this surgence of like, I guess, I guess solopreneurs is kind of what we'll call them, mm-hmm. like a one, one man creative studios, is that we already technically have this very, very, very imbalanced structure of what it's like to be in a creative, uh, own a creative studio because you have these really, really, really big creative studios i mean like they are large they work they work, do work with coca-cola they do work with chobani right they do work with these very high level companies and then there's no middleman it just kind of goes and then you have this like like me a, like yeah a, a like freelance small freelance business. small business type local yeah right and i'm like i think that because of that disparity Right, because this feels unattainable. The ones that are working with Coca Cola and they charge well, ten plus thousand plus, just for that's almost like half of those are in house. They have like a branding team. That's like, very not, true. So like you get to a certain point where you're not gonna like keep going back every month for branding mm-hmm. photos. Like you yeah, so like Air, Airbnb, Starbucks, Chibani, they all have their own in house creatives, right? Because they brought the same as you just said. So they decided that they need to bring it in-house. Yeah. And then you have people like Moxie Sozo, for example, uh, that have, they're not in-house, but they work with a lot of brands who are just technically rebranding probably after 10 plus years. Mm-hmm. You know, they're like, oh, we need to rebrand because yeah. it's our time to rebrand. Um, you have those very high level, but then there's no true middle ground in regards to that. So either you get to that high level and then you decide to bring your creative in-house because you're a Fortune 500 company, mm-hmm. On the same level, though, the in-house creative team is on the same level as someone as Moxie Sozo. Mm-hmm. They have someone as us that's a lot lower. But because not everyone can enter that very high-level creative studio mm-hmm. realm, that's not easy to enter. No, of course not. Well, and right. there's also there's only so many people to do it for. I mean, it's not like there's un- there's unlimited small businesses. There's always going to be, and like that's easy. But for big corporate, there's only so many big corporations. Like. In the area or whatever, like wherever well, I mean, you are, definitely in general, right? So I think like that, yeah, like that's forever the most interesting thing to me is because I'm like, okay, so if you were, if you were to go, to like, if you're entering the branding sphere, you're probably gonna go to people that you feel are very similar to who you are to see like what information maybe you can like get off of them just by like scrolling on their website, mm-hmm. right? It's almost it's a, it's a copy and paste type of realm like mm-hmm. you're gonna go mm, well they have their service so i probably should have this service and there's no true research in it what i did was i said this is where i want to be so i found a very high top high level creative studio and i was like this is where i want to be i can't charge twenty thousand dollars for brand strategy um right now I yeah. get go <laughs> yeah. i go but that's where i would like to be 
I'm not copying what they're doing because yeah. I obviously cannot do that. That's mm-hmm. not where I'm at. That's not you my level. There without- but everyone entering into this lower level, right? So we have like our five up here. We got our like 18,000. Yeah. It's so dramatic. But you get my point. It's really not <laughs> You have all of these people on the lower level saying, I can do this, I can do this because this person is doing this, 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 and that. Mm-hmm. It's a dilution. Keep going up those stairs. People fall off. You can't get up that stairs. And I just, I just find it to be so interesting because I'm like, you trust those really big companies. You trust the companies like Starbucks, Airbnb, and Shabani who have brought all of their creative in-house yeah. to make really great branding decisions. And you'll be like, okay, I, I trust these. But you probably also would ask them more questions. Yeah. Then you would ask, a, a, I don't want to say lower tier because I feel like that's very no, yeah, disrespectful. No, I I, you don't ask, I feel like people don't ask that many questions. Like, I have been in scenarios where I've been on inquiry calls and I'm like, do you have questions? They say no. I say, well, I'm not giving you a price until you give a few days and you decide, like, you sit with it. Mm-hmm. And then you ask me questions. I'll send over the proposal and you ask me more questions. Yeah. Because this is an investment. You're putting a lot of money into this brand yeah it's not like a one-time vacation right but some people are like let's go i'm ready Mm -hmm. and i'm like that's a red flag to me (laughs) yeah i really just think people don't overall just don't understand it i mean and when you think about it like i think the success of your business necessarily like you need to rebrand less because if you think about like all of these big corporations you're talking about when is the last time you saw one of them rebrand and technically speaking all of their rebrands are very 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 minute Yes. Very, like and they, but use, they take years to come together. Like if you like, for example, using Coca Cola, like Coca Cola yes. may add like an extra little ligature. Uh huh. There, they might make it like slightly and it takes thicker. Them fifteen years to do so. Like <laughs> they've been spending the last fifteen years deciding on if that. Letter and I think that's change. so. That's what I've said, right? So I think the wildest thing is I've always preached that if you design a brand very well, you should not have to brand for at least seven to ten years. I that is how too, it should. When you kind of rocket to success, also like. I think a lot of people's instinct at this point is like, well, things have changed for our business, so we our business image should change. And it's like, well, right. It's like, but the brand recognition is if Coca-Cola changed our logo, we would all lose our minds. We like, wouldn't know. The people thing understand like, that we would all freak out. Like, people would not know where to shop. They wouldn't know I, what to buy. And they'd be like, what is this? What is, is this, this like a new campaign? Is this like a different, what is this? This is a knockoff? I think like, that's like no interesting. Thing. And even like, even... I think Chibani, because Chibani has kind of, like, recently redone mm-hmm. their brand. No, not, like, recently, but it was done in the last few years. Yeah. Which is recent for a brand. <laughs> if you're doing correct, it's recent for a brand refresh. Yeah. And they did an excellent job. Yeah. Excellent job. But it took them years to get there. Like, they stayed yes. with the same I think there's thing. a lot of people that think that the way to fix something is... Even to Instacart. To rebrand. Instacart rebranded in 2022. It's the cutest little rebrand ever. It is yeah. so damn adorable. I love it. It's yeah. so cute. Well, and it's like, that's popular-ish, but that's almost like a mid-tier, like you said. I mean, that's no Coca-Cola. Like It's no Coca-Cola. I, but like, I couldn't pick out the old logo from the I have been though, using. Probably. I have been using Instacart probably. What, but I'll that's an individual. Like, yeah. There's no one in the world who can't pick out the Coke logo. Like, it's mm-hmm. it's not even a so decision not, that needs to be made. It's Right. Like, you're not going to. And so I think that, but there's people on here saying, like, I've come across people really saying, like, you can rebrand whenever you want. I think people think that rebranding is a, a solution, like, a fix-all to whatever their problem. Like, it's, right. They think it's other business issues 
that are keeping them from they growing think it's or being a suture. Successful. Yeah, and they're but like, technically it's, it's a band aid. Like that's it. They think yeah. it's a suture, but it is a band aid. Yeah. It is literally, especially when you do it as frequently as I am seeing people do it. Like we launched in 2016, we rebranded in 2022. Yeah. I'm like, it took us six years to decide to like rebrand, yeah. you know, to something that we felt was a little bit more fresh, a little bit more bold for where we wanted to go. As a branding firm, it well, took me. That's because your whole business changed. Exactly. And it wasn't like exactly you were like, hey, I don't know what direction I want to go in, so I'm gonna rebrand and then and exactly. Then I can do and it's like I want. And, and even as that, like I I design our logo in 2016. Not knowing that I wanted to do video content, not yeah. knowing that like I wanted it to overlay on things and like I yeah. wanted it to be funky and cool and bring color back and like I it was a whole different realm. But like when I started looking at the problems I was having with my current branding, that prompted a brand refresh or a rebrand. And I think because I my brand was no longer solving my problems. And I think people do it before there's a problem with their brand. It's just other problems. And within their business. Like, whatever think, it is isn't selling or, like, I don't know. They're having other issues within mm-hmm. the business. And the solution for everything is to change the brand because maybe it's not appealing enough. And, I even and think that's what we'll The greatest example is even um, Ethan's brand. Ethan had his brand design for free and when he was 15 years old, 16 years old, we are just now, he is 28th, or 29th this year. We just started last year. Like, this is this is what the new brand needs to be. Like, that's a very long time to yeah. stick with. But you know why he stuck with it? Because Working. he was building brand recognition. Yes. You knew what it was. It was going on to shelves in grocery stores. So it needed to kind of be similar. And once he got that brand recognition, people know who he is. He's now ready for a rebrand to reintroduce it to the world because his packaging type is changing yeah well and that reminds me of one of my biggest like pet peeves is when people are changing a lot of things about their business that like they're telling you about Mm -hmm. like if you're a follower on the internet or whatever and they're changing different aspects besides their brand whatever it is the product the packaging the recipe the whatever if they're changing all of these things at the same time as launching a new like yeah, if you're announcing two things at once, I'm so overwhelmed and I don't want to be here anymore. Like mm-hmm. I don't. It's too much. You need to do like one thing at a time. And people get so excited about like the newness of whatever they're doing with their business that they like present it all at once. And it's like, yeah. where's the? Ex- it's like when you watch a show and the whole thing comes out on Netflix. Like Stranger Things comes out today. Well, maybe and it's that's the whole thing at once. Okay, so and maybe that like, right there is an entire conversation, <laughs> right? Has our general consumption culture of consuming content, consuming media, change how we interact with the branding space, right? So if our mindsets are as business owners, like, oh, or, or as consumers, or just regular, regular ass people, we're like, we like everything right at once. See, but I think the consumers don't actually like it in the branding aspect. I mean, in TV, right? I, well, like, so what I think is that we are running our businesses as, our non-business persona, if that makes sense, right? So as a business owner, right? So if you're going to watch Netflix, you know? Yeah, yeah. And you're going to watch your Netflix and you're going to binge your Netflix. Mm -hmm. And then that concept goes over into your business and you're deciding that I'm just going to release everything at once. Yeah. Because that's what our culture has told us. But as business people, we know that 
There should be hype around the launch. It should be strategically placed. Like if you're changing so many things in your business, it technically has to be phased out. They call the phases. Yeah. Oh yeah. A hundred percent. And I think if, I'd be curious to know if like someone who is not us, who doesn't have like this level of thought about everything, um, <laughs> can like, does enjoy a slow rollout of a brand, mm -hmm. like a, like a little bit of a soft launch. The whole mm -hmm. boyfriend soft launch is a, is a trend right now. Soft launching with mm -hmm. your significant other. other and which I love. I'm that's yeah, <laughs> I think it's, I love that. a soft launch of anything. I don't want Instagram. Like I want to be excited about something and mm -hmm. I want to like build up a hype about it. And I want to not mm -hmm. even when I'm the one presenting it, but when I'm the one consuming it, I want to like see little bits and pieces and be like, Oh my God, this looks so good already. I'm so excited to see the rest. And you know, well, I don't want to be distracted you, by like the 15 I mean, things you're doing at once. That right there is branding. <laughs> Yes, that exactly. literally is the brand experience. That is, but like, is that a normal? Like, is that because I'm familiar? No, I. But that's people in general. Or do people want it all once? That's no. I I feel that people in general want to be a part of the brand. That's how you create brand loyalty. That's how you get people invested in what you are building. Is you do it nice and slow. You give sneak peeks. You ask people how they're doing. You engage with them. You don't release it all at once. And I think people are just forgetting that yeah. technically every aspect of building a brand is included from the client experience of how they interact with your launch yeah. or launches. If you're a product company that does launches mm -hmm. throughout the year, you know, like people like to be hyped. They like to take their guesses. They like to be engaged in what you're doing. And that is branding. Yes. Because that's advertising <laughs> because that's marketing mm -hmm. and your branding based on the foundation that you build, your core values, right? And I kind of think that people are forgetting that a little bit, right? They're forgetting yeah. that, well, that's that client, what... I, oh, technically, I call it the brand experience. They're forgetting the brand experience that starts with social media that goes to your website, then starts like how you open, or not, not technically starts, but like when you open that package, when you get it in the mail, and like it ends with how you feel once you have that product on your skin or you yeah. ate it or blah, 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 blah. And then it starts all over because you want brand loyalty. You want people to repeat yes. customer. You don't want to be a one time purchase. You don't want to be a trend. Yeah. The people just bought the buy that one time. Mm -hmm. You want to be a life. You want to create a brand that invites people to be lifetime consumers. Yeah. People are forgetting that because all of these new people have branding I'm using air quotations. I think yeah, they can't brand see experts. <laughs> That's so funny. I think I we don't have our camera on, right? Yeah, but yeah, um, brand experts are coming in saying it can be a quick, easy peasy. Like I think somebody said, I'll design a brand for you in four days. I think that's the thing too is that everyone is very like. I think it has to do with trends and following things that are trendy. If you are entering the industry because it's trendy or you're building a brand that is trendy mm -hmm. you are physically forcing yourself to pump it out so fast because the you're gonna miss is. the trend yeah and if you don't do it right now and take advantage of it right this second you're gonna miss it and it's but like I that's like the point of, of why my, you shouldn't do that <laughs> one of my branding tips has always been we we don't design for trends like i say that to clients on client inquiry calls i go if you have something that is essentially trendy, like if I'm hearing that your inspiration is based off of trends, I say, I literally say, I do not think you're ready for a brand. I think you need to come back in three months or so when you really are thinking about your business. Because I'm like, it's just like how the farmhouse died in 2012. Yeah. Like, 
it's going to die and it's never going to last a year. And yeah. guess what? Your brand is going to feel really old really quick. And that's like always my one tip is you do not design for trends. You don't design your brand based on trends. That's how you end up rebranding. That's every how year. every year, every year. That's how you, and my thing is like, okay, so if you're rebranding every year and it's not small changes like Coca-Cola, it's like, Oh yeah, no, I rebranded everything. Colors, well, that's because colors change. That's because they take tons and tons of years to do it. Like fonts have changed. Yes. Every, and you're kind of like, okay, well, may, is this a different, is this a different brand with the same name? You know, like if yeah. somebody just come out and copy it, like all of that loyalty that you think you're building is discredited by your own fuck up of designing for trends. Yeah. It's like, and that, that's the wildest thing to me. I'm like, that's it. I'm starting a branding course. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> but like, kidding, <laughs> kidding. But there is that education side to it that I don't think yeah. people like really truly know. No. And I think I would say like people are going to say, oh my God, Janae, there's like 18 different like million courses out there for branding. It's for businesses, owners who are in the branding space. So it's for people like me. Yes. Marketing to other people like me. Yes. It's not marketing to the consumer who has to then be Go to a service provider and say, I want X, Y, Z. And that's what I find to be so annoying. Yeah. And that's how you take advantage in that sales cycle to get people to drag on, wheel them on in yeah. and say, I can do this for you because there's not really a lot of education out there for the actual There's definitely consumer. like a gray area in that regard with the stuff that, you know, you could basically learn anything you need to learn essentially from the internet now. Which yeah, is good, <laughs> but it's good. to a degree. It's, right. it's a double-edged sword. Like it's honestly. good because you're never stuck, but also like. But you're kind of stuck because you have to. You have to give it the. I don't know. It's it's education technically, but at the same time, like you would never expect to get your college degree in a month. Four days. Or yeah, exactly. Sorry. Like a little while. Like you can be self-taught, but you can be self-taught over a huge extended period of time with experience built in. Yeah. Because that's what's expected of you with a degree. Mm -hmm. You don't need one if you don't want it for certain things. Yeah, but like we're, we're definitely, I'm not a component of you everybody need needs to go to college. <laughs> yeah. No, of course I'm like, not. I'm not. Everybody doesn't do well at college, but. But you need that level of experience and education in whatever the field is. Whether or not you get it from a classroom is irrelevant. You need the same level of, or you're not where everybody else is. Mm -hmm. And I feel like even, I've also felt like even people who leave college sometimes are like, I did not get enough experience to mm -hmm. support the education side of it. It's, it's very two tiered, but yeah. this thing where, you know, everybody's a willy nilly, they can switch what they want to do because we're just in this very uh, Gen Z millennial driven economy where like, I want to do what I want to do and I want to do it how I want to do it. And yeah. it doesn't matter if like, I guess my thing is like, the thing that I, I struggle with with this kind of new age I, ideology of branding is it's almost like it doesn't matter if you bring people into your fuck-ups, right? So if you're designing for a client in the midst of you deciding that, like, you want to do this really fast pace, you want to, like, get this done, get it out, like, because you're so excited about this new chapter, but that one person who may be very serious about their business mm -hmm. ends up and stumbles upon you because maybe that's what they can't afford. Yeah. Then you're almost traumatizing their experience. Like I feel like I, that you're traumatizing their experience in the branding world Yeah. because you want to be so fast paced and you don't care about the collateral damage that that makes. And I think that's the thing that fuck it like it irks my soul. It yeah. irks my soul because I'm like, I have had clients who have said like, 
I'm a little cautious to move forward yeah. because I spent X amount of money with someone else who just didn't value it. Value what I was value the money I gave them. They didn't value my opinion. They didn't ask enough questions. And we were like so many revisions in that I just had to like, you know, I, I, or I were so many revisions in that I couldn't change it, even though they were missing the mark with what I said. I have had that happen. Yeah. So many times I've had clients come to say that to me. And I was like, I don't really operate that way though. I go, we, you're, I was like, you might get pissed at me because we're probably going to do a lot more strategy at the beginning. You're not going to get that final result result we're not even going to start the sketch process until you have approved the strategy until i get your signature on if you if the strategy that we are creating for your business aligns with how you want to move forward yeah and they, they do kind of get mad at that they're like here we're not starting sketching i was like nope how can mm -hmm. i sketch if i don't know i'm i'm not your business i'm not the business owner yeah i have not a clue what you want to do but with i your think business. that's a big part of it is like you technically to do the job well you have to be in someone else's head and know exactly what they are thinking and right like, that's almost impossible so it's like so there you has have to be to a lot of communication and a lot of effort put in you literally have to put fail safe in in order to read that person's mind and there's just this new wave of brand designers don't care about that and i'm like i'm at that point where I'm like i know what i'm doing and i'm not competing i'm like this is this is a trend yeah the new age brand designers are yep. a trend and they will fade out and then they will let again our the experts step in yeah <laughs> to how they need to step in and i'm like i'm not i'm not shitting on anyone's fucking parade <laughs> i'm not shitting on anyone's parade i do believe that there are definitely people who are in this new age yeah Branding who will well, come out on top yeah. and be that are wonderful designers. There's always there. exceptions. Yeah, 100%. There will definitely be exceptions to the rule. But I do think that there is a very toxic environment within this new branding space that says, I can do it in four days. You need, you don't need to really think about branding. You can change it whenever. You don't need to really invest in a website. Just like, just be you. It's this just be you space that we're in that apparently yeah. is the solution for every aspect of running, owning, operating a business. There's it's just be you. And I'm like, that is a band-aid. There's been a very, yeah, like blurred line between confidence and empowerment and like or i think the, just uh, not being honest with yourself <laughs> well there's what is it it's uh being authentic that that's the current uh plague yeah is being i shouldn't even call Which, it a plague because i'm very authentic but i'm like that's but that's it's different like there's there's a matter of like these words like authentic and confident and empowering and yeah. whatever the follow your dreams but be honest about it mindset and like actual honesty mm-hmm like, honesty is not authenticity, necessarily. Yeah. Like That's very true. That's very, very true. You can true. have fake authenticity, but the point of very honesty true. is that it cannot be fake. It is Well, I think that that's also, like, <laughs> I think we were talking about that the other day. It's like we see people um, on TikTok um, that we, or just in general, that we know who are, like, kind of being fake authentic. We're mm -hmm. like, that's not who you are. Mm -hmm. um, <laughs> we're like, don't do that. That's not who you are, right? Yeah. And I'm like, that is just the current... We wanted people to be transparent. Yeah. We begged for people to be transparent. Like yes. that was a whole movement. We're like, be transparent. Be authentic. And now we're like, shit, this is bite, biting us in the butt. It's not even that. It's be honest. Like stop making shit up because it makes you more relatable. That's not that's, how you actually exactly are. Like, it literally bit us at the butt, yes. right? Because now people are making things up to be fake transparent, to be it's fake so authentic. And you're just like, that is not like 
who it's so hard to love the internet sometimes (laughs) i'm like it's shit bring it off the internet sometimes it's so hard it's a little hard to love the people that we have to interact with it's always hard to love people though (laughs) it's easier to love them when they're behind a screen (laughs) then it's getting hard to do that too i I'm like sometimes it's a little hard to love the people that we love yeah. in real life on screen and off screen because yeah. they're like, are you being your on screen persona right now? No, thank you. Yeah. Please don't be your on screen persona. Well, like I we know like, you. <laughs> I kind of hate the idea of banishing this fakeness completely because that's kind of the point. Like if I wanted to see all the lowest points in your life, <laughs> I would be your best friend. I wouldn't follow you on Instagram. Like <laughs> I don't need to see the worst parts of your life only. Like yeah. that's not why this exists I and mean, this platform yeah. is not here for you to like only share the struggles yeah that's well not, okay so that that I right mean, there right again that was another thing that people made such a big deal about that it struck this entire movement oh instagram is just your highlight yeah. reel why are people just letting it be their highlight reel and i'm like that's i feel like if you me. know it if you know that instagram is for exactly that's photo- enough the only thing that needs to be is transparency that like this isn't how my life looks every day. Period. Like, and I feel like that was enough with that movie. Absolutely. I, I don't know so. why then everybody had to decide that they needed to be fake off the no. day. I don't know. <laughs> I don't think the content had to change. I think everyone's mindset of the consumers of the content had to change where they were like, well, this is just the best of the best. I and you just have to be aware of that. But like, it's supposed that, to be the best of the best. Enough. That's what the app is for. I, I totally, I think that's enough. And I feel like when you're not feeling it, then don't fucking feel it. Like, I can't, I don't, don't even remember last time I posted on Instagram. I'm not feeling it right now, so I'm not posting on Instagram. And I think it comes all the way back around to why people feel the need to rebrand and do things like that because they want to keep up with the trends because that's what keeps them, quote unquote, authentic. Authentic, because yeah, I guess. Honest about how their brand needs, you know, help and needs to rebrand to be successful. Like, they're not shy about, you know, dissecting their brand and building it again. And, like, that's not something that people are shy about sharing. So, yes, guys, I just rolled my eyes so hard. Yeah. I'm like, women. Because I'm like, like you said, if, if we were, if it was as simple as your business problems are fixed with a new brand, mm-hmm. <laughs> then we wouldn't have this, wouldn't have the word branding. <laughs> and when, everyone would be multi-million dollar companies and right. like I think like if it really was simple to say wow we 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 aren't shipping correctly so we oh need God. to I change think, our brand seriously and i think there's also an aspect of like not everyone has to be coca-cola team like there's a there's a cap on what you're going to be able to do like and i'm like yeah some of these thoughts have been taken like yeah i'm like coca-cola one of the first <laughs> you yes. know like i think that's the huge thing is you're not going to rewrite history no and it's like these things have happened like you're not going to overthrow literally nothing giant companies and it shouldn't be a goal like honestly why do you care why it doesn't matter Mm -hmm. you you do not need all that money and if you really want it work for them and become their whatever and just it's like it's i think it's it's truly truly interesting to me because i'm like i feel like even um as i've been helping ethan and i've been learning like okay you know like we decided that we wanted to put a face to a faceless category, which means that we then had to create a story brand, mm-hmm. which then means we had to dive into each story that the consumers interact with per each skew. And then I'm sitting here like, okay, so if we did that on that front, now Ethan, we have to create our, our family brand. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so then p- real people can re- relate to it. Yes. And then connect it to your... That is on a higher level because he has a product that is sold in shelves in stores. Right. And, like, that is not something that happens to everyone. And it's that's not... Okay. But I'm, I'm, like, even thinking just, like, that's how complex 
branding is that I'm saying that we need to create a family brand and people are trying to simplify it to say that it is something that is like so minute. And it's because they want to get into the industry and it's like, but they want to be as successful as the other people they've seen do it. I think everyone thinks that like, since this is an easy entry and it's going to be an easy journey. (laughs) Yes. And that they can like rock it to some kind of like high height and do what they see someone doing on the internet. And it's like, sometimes you're just only ever going to be a small business and that's Mm -hmm. okay. But like people don't, everyone's goal, I think with starting a small business is at some point it grows past that, which like, okay, kind of valid. It's kind of very rare. But when so many people are starting it, you can't honestly think that you're all going to blow up past this. You're all going to stay small. I'm 100% sure if we like actually looked at that, that percentage, it would be very low. Yes. Be very low. I'm like, yes. well, one, one of the craziest things is, is like, I, I remember I was uh, working on a funding opportunity for auditing company. And I, I rarely can actually find stats for branding companies. <laughs> maybe the entire internet's just confused, but I rarely can find like good data for branding entry, branding companies mm-hmm. because like they don't really care about the small ones. Yeah. And because the small ones tend to kind of like start and die off. Um, then you're really kind of stuck with these super, super big corporations corporations who, who operate and help Fortune 500 companies or companies like Ethan who are doing constant funding rounds um, and fundraising in general. So it's like it's as interesting to me because I definitely have seen it super diluted. And I think when I'm like, okay, it's diluted, but I also feel like it's diluted in dishonesty um, and is it's letting sales take over and taking people's yeah. money. And I'm just... Yeah. I think people see companies blow up from small businesses and they're like, well, shit, maybe I can do that. Mm-hmm. And they go in for the wrong reason. Like, that's the wrong reason. It's the wrong reason. You yeah. don't genuinely care about what you're doing. You just think you might be able to do what someone else just did. Yeah. And like, sure. that's not a reason to start a small business, but a lot of people do it that way and then they're stuck with having a small business. And then they're like, well, why isn't it any bigger than this? And it's like, well, you started a small business. Mm-hmm. Like... With the intention. That's kind of so how think, it works. <laughs> I think, um... <laughs> I guess what would you give one or what's a branding tip that you would give to a consumer looking to hire a branding professional I think I would say as much as like I have said the word honest and honesty and have worn it out a little bit that is I think the best point to start with I think you need to be honest with yourself about why you're there what your intentions are what your goals are where you want to be you have to be realistic with yourself about those things too. And, you know, if you're in Cleveland, Ohio, you may have a cap on where you can grow. <laughs> and unless you're shipping internationally, which, like, would be fantastic, obviously, like, you might never leave the city, which is okay, potentially. Mm-hmm. Like, you need to evaluate your needs for this and why you're really here. And if it's to, like, make a crazy fortune and be some kind of, like, massive success story that they teach about in business class like yeah. you're here for the wrong reason yeah because that most likely won't happen like everybody's not gonna be an olipop so yeah and you have to be <laughs> honest like it's not a matter of like you can't do it of course you can but like well, I, didn't think reason. I, I didn't think i had that real, realization like with i'm like of course i can i'm like i've accomplished things that i didn't think i would yeah of course you can do it every month and i'm like i have to sacrifice other things yeah you may have to move to california or new york or something and like to be able to reach more people. Let's just assume that Cleveland is not a great market. I mean, not even that. Like, it is for certain things to a certain extent. But, like, if you're trying to get into, like, the movie industry, guess where <laughs> you can't live? Like, I there's a... 
you're you right. outgrow certain spots depending on what your needs are. And like, if you're not willing to take those leaps, that's fine. But then you can't expect to get any bigger. Right. I think that's a very important thing. It's being honest with yourself. I would say probably to consumers who are looking to hire a branding professional. I think it's okay to ask questions. I think it's okay to 100%. research. Um, it's okay to not bite the bullet right away. Yes. Like I know that there's this there's this very fast paced sales cycle that has been happening where you have to bite the bullet and you have to say yes or you're gonna miss a spot. Mm-hmm. I'm like most people have the spot open, <laughs> even if it's a yeah. sale tactic to say that they don't. But I'm like take your time making the decision. It's an investment, and I think it's very important to think of branding from an investment standpoint. You wouldn't just buy a car. Yeah. You wouldn't just buy a plane ticket without a spot really open. Just... Wait for a spot to open because exactly. they're the right fit for you. Then it it's going to be worth the wait. You could wait another year. It could be worth the like, wait. If you're rushing a brand, you're going to be screwed anyway. So. Right. And I also feel like if you are um, dealing with a branding professional and they're like, oh, they they do this really fun thing where they're like, oh, I can, I can really get it done really quickly and I can do it for X amount of money. I'm like, if someone is really diving into building an entire brand for you, it's not going to be a weak process. Mm-hmm. They are they are going to want to ask you questions. They're not just going to have everything that you need off of one conversation and then start sketching for you. Yeah. And I think it's important for you as a consumer to look at that process and be able to ask questions regarding the process that leads to the end result for you. To know what you need as a company, to know your growth goals are very important. And to be able to communicate that to your brand designer is even more important because they are creating for longevity. Well, if they're doing it right, they're creating for longevity. Yeah. And I would say the third thing that we cycled towards the end of our conversation was, please don't design a brand based on trends. Oh my God. It really won't last. They never do last, ever. Um, and we are actively seeing people who are coming in with a, a certain trend right now for the summer. Yeah. And I'm like... That, that's going to be dead. And if you think you're the only one doing it, you're insane. No. <laughs> like, you have to realize that trends are being done by multiple people. That's why they're trends. Like, that's and I also, how it works. I think that there's like, and if you're like, I really, 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 really love this current trend, there's a different way to do it than decide to change your entire brand Yeah. based on that trend. Yeah. Like, if you want to create a merch line just with that. Yes. That little trendy Adopt it for a season or a year or exactly. whatever. Exactly. I'm like, don't change your whole brand based on something that you're loving. Like, I swear to God, no offense, Alex, if I see another fucking disco ball, it's trendy though right now. Of course it is. But listen, when it's not anymore, guess who's still gonna have. Disco but I feel balls. like you love. I've always loved disco balls. You <laughs> guess always. Who's disco ball in their car is not going anywhere, yeah. regardless of. The I was like, I literally feel like you always love disco balls, but it is such a trend right now, it and is, I'm absolutely. like. And I also, I love them to death, but would I ever involve it in my photography business? Absolutely the hell not, because it doesn't make any sense. It doesn't make any sense. And I I'm don't like, love it that much. <laughs> like, like, it's not... You, right, you wouldn't change your logo to no, a disco ball. it doesn't even make any sense. It's it's wild. You can <laughs> like things and not have to make... It's it's the exact point of, like, not every hobby needs to be your business. Not, not everything you like needs to be your brand. Yeah. Like, it might be a personal brand. Like, disco balls are in my personal brand. Mm-hmm. Kim K, not in my personal brand. But, <laughs> like, your personal brand is what it is. And you can be on brand or whatever. That can change. Do what you want. But when well, you're starting a business, they, things are at risk. So, be that's smart a, That's that. also very interesting. Like, even just thinking about Kim K in general, I feel like anything <laughs> Kim K has ever released, very neutral. I only vibe with her in the sense that, like, I actually think she's smarter than she gives on to. 
and this oh, could yeah. be a whole episode of like dissecting oh, yeah. that family and how oh, I'm yeah. actually very impressed by their success and I find them very intriguing. Kim K. Smart. <laughs> quoting her was not something that is on brand for me. <laughs> but I feel like even just like beyond quoting her, anything she's ever released from makeup to skincare to skims, yeah. it is neutral. It's right? very interesting. It's neutral. And I'm like, and I think that that's very Kim K of Kim K, even though Kim K is currently going through an identity crisis because she's had men dress her her entire life. Um, that she's like trying to figure out what her style is. Everything. I'd go through an identity crisis if I went from Kanye to Pete Davidson also. So listen, we could have a whole episode. We could have a whole conversation about that, but I just think that that's like brand, but a very important thing is even as she's releasing multiple brands mm-hmm. she still stay consistent with her branding because yes. it's rooted all if kim k can do it you can do it okay okay literally i'm like be honest that. with yourself so if kim k got all the money in the world and she can yeah. rebrand as much as she wants and she, she stays consistent she does not try to be something she's not okay she's like listen i got here from a porno and that's it is what it is, <laughs> it's like, what it is. so i we're like i got here from a porno everything that i release branding wise will always be new like yeah. i remember like getting her uh like her her skims packaging and I was like this is like the I'm gonna skimpiest. give her the, I'm gonna give her the credit where she deserves it honestly you know I'm like woman is consistent seeing, I'm seeing skin out there and I'm like it's very clean minimalistic yeah. just like her house I'm like I get it I get it but I was like you can tell though because if it funnels it's yes. based on her personal brand and she it, is nothing if not consistent exactly and, and that's, that's all it, we're that's asking. all it took baby that's all we're asking <laughs> she's y'all. doing just, just fine. <laughs> Just be consistent in your branding and like just think about how you're branding. And if you are one of those lovely branding people entering this new landscape and you're deciding to promise your clients the moon and delivering just be honest dirt <laughs> from Area 51, <laughs> we're, we're calling you out. I'm like, yeah. don't do that. Don't do that. Don't take advantage of people. I know that that's what a capitalistic world is, but don't take advantage of people because most of the people who are coming to the lower tier branding firms have either saved money to do this mm-hmm. and can't afford to do it again for a while, and then you're jading them against the experience. But most of them save money. Yeah. To do this and Can't don't we take. All just. I'm like, don't take their savings. Be honest and, and be do, nice. Do right. <laughs> And if we need to create another episode with actual tips and more outlined strategic tips about like how to properly go about more hiring, today's theme, more Venn diagrams. Yeah. Venn diagrams. But if we Charts. need to definitely hot, like have an episode where we strategically place out like tips and tricks that you can take when hiring a brand designer, we will gladly do that. Um, and we will gladly go about that and we can follow this episode up with something that's a little bit more streamlined mm-hmm. because I do think that people need to know and I think that they want to know. And like yeah. I think we have, we have determined by the end of this episode that uh, there's a lack of education. Yes. For we're the taking consumer. you back to English class and you're going to check your work and we're going to <laughs> right. evaluate our sources and make sure that they are reliable. Exactly. And before we evaluate your sources. And I think that we can help people do that because, like I said, I've definitely been struggling seeing people promise the moon. <laughs> promise the moon is such a short amount of time. It is disappointing, too. Like, I know we talk a lot of shit, but, like, 
all of these people who are starting small businesses and regardless of the reason and whether or not they're really ready or whatever, it's still a dream and everybody wants to be successful and everybody wants to do well and they want to see themselves succeed, especially when they do genuinely care about what they're doing. Mm -hmm. And it really sucks to see people get taken advantage of because it's easy and because it's convenient for others and it is hard because it discourages the people who are actually here for the right reasons. For sure. You know, there's nothing you can do about that except for just educate and let people know what to look for, and then and hopefully they can hire. They can hire really great brand firms that really are there for the longevity of your company. Even if you only work with them once, they just want you to thrive. And those are the type of clients you should work with. And um, just try to stay away from too many branding firms that have extreme sales jargon. I think that's something to remember is that people as big as like Moxie Sozo, they don't have sales jargon mm-hmm. because they let their work speak for them. Yeah. Right? They did the work. They did the strategy. They don't have sales jargon. Yeah. They tell you what they can do, what the expectations are, and if you're down for it, then yeah. get up on the train. Honestly, if it sounds really appealing, it's probably BS. So right. they're probably just using a bunch of fluffy words that a lot of fluffy pretty, words. So. And that, I mean that that's been my thing, right? As I say, too much fluff. I'm anti yeah. fluff. Yeah. I'm like, this is what we do and this is how we do it. And I keep it very simple. I'm anti-fluff and I feel that current people are a lot of fluff. Mm-hmm. Uh, fluff is easy. A lot of fluff. You lot use fluff. big words, confuse people, and then <laughs> everyone's on board. Like, it's, it's the easy way out. So. so, you guys, if you happen to have an opinion about how the branding landscape has changed or evolved in the last few years please do not hesitate to interact with us on social media and tell us if you kind of resonated with what we spoke about um, or if we are just crazy. Either or. You can just, you know, both are true. Both are true. <laughs> I'm like, just write cray-cray in the comments. We're crazy regardless. <laughs> but we will see you guys next week with a new episode.